Hello, welcome back to my podcast, Facing Fears and Shifting Gears, a podcast about mental health and neurodiversity and how difficult times in our lives often lead us to positive breakthroughs and change. My name is Leslie Reyes, and I'm the author of The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle. I've worked as a psychiatric and chemical dependency nurse in the past, and I've also struggled with mental health issues myself. I was recently diagnosed on the autism spectrum in my 50s, so I created this podcast because I wanted to help those of you who are struggling with mental health and neurodivergent issues navigate the healthcare system so you can get the help you need in order to thrive. Now, this podcast is not a substitute for getting real mental or real diagnoses or healthcare, but maybe you don't even know where to start. So that's what I'm hoping to help you with here. So today I want to talk about an interesting word I just learned called cheerophobia. Chiro is what it sounds like, cheer or happiness or joy. So it's the fear and the phobia of being happy. It's not in the DSM-5, which is the diagnostic we use in the healthcare field to categorize an illness. So cheerophobia is not an actual diagnosis that shows up. But I wanted to talk about this word and what it is because I think it's really interesting and it's something that I've never really heard or talked about before, but I don't like to admit it. I can kind of relate to this word a little bit or I've been able to relate to it at certain times in my life. So what exactly is the fear of happiness? What? Why would somebody be afraid of being happy? Like we all want to feel good. We all want to feel happy. So why does this even exist? It could just be something as simple as, I don't want to let myself feel happy because it's just going to get taken away from me again. And I don't want to get used to being in a specific state of mind only to have it taken away from me. It kind of reminds me of back when I was in my 20s and I was trying to put a band together. I was a singer and I went and auditioned for this band that was looking for a singer and it was back before cell phones. So before I even got home, the guitarist had called and left a message on my voicemail machine or my answering machine that he wanted me to join the band. And he said, "Um, can you call me back as soon as possible and let me know if you want to join the band or not? Because if you don't want to join, I just want to stop being happy right now. And it's kind of funny. Like he didn't want to get his hopes up. He didn't want to sit there in this place of joy if I wasn't going to join the band after all. Now, I don't think that this guitarist was suffering from cheerophobia, but I think that's sort of, in a nutshell, like a, like a smaller, like less intense version of what cheerophobia actually is. The most common manifestation of this would be when somebody is feeling like everything is going really great in their life, like everything's going their way. They have a job that they love, their relationship's doing well, they're financially stable, and then they're just so afraid that the other shoe is going to drop. And this can come from trauma in the past. Um, A lot of people who grew up with alcoholism in the family or somebody with a mental health problem, there may have been this dynamic that just when you think things are getting better, suddenly something happens and now you had your joy ripped away from you and now you're upset. But like kind of the more that I read about what this is, I think a lot of us experience cheerophobia on 
smaller levels. Like maybe it's just fleeting where it's real obvious that you're avoiding allowing yourself to feel joy. So I'm reading this article. It was posted by positivepsychology.com. And it says, what is cheerophobia? How do we overcome the fear of happiness? So in this article, it's saying, why would anybody have an aversion to happiness? I mean, everyone wants to feel happy. And we all know that feeling joy and feeling happiness is an important part of the human experience. I mean, what is the point if we don't ever get to experience joy? But what is joy and happiness? So maybe defining what joy and happiness is, is the start. But there really isn't like a consensus or a widely accepted definition of what happiness really means. It's a kind of a subjective well-being, um, life satisfaction, feelings of contentment, but maybe a little bit more intense than just being content. What, what is happiness? What exactly, how do you define happiness? And how do you know when you're experiencing it? So I don't think that there is a diagnosis in the DSM-5 on happiness, but there is a definition for phobia. So uh, under the DSM-5, phobias are classed under the umbrella of anxiety disorders. A phobia is an overwhelming and debilitating fear or anxiety of an object, place, situation, feeling, or animal. More pronounced than fear, a phobia develops when the anxiety is out of proportion to the perceived threat's actual danger. And that leads me to another thought, which is, is happiness only based on circumstance? So if, if bad things are going on in your life, are you not allowed to be happy about the small things? I was just having this conversation this morning with someone about how sometimes just sitting and with your latte, looking out the window, that is such a moment of joy. And there could be a ton of really bad things going on. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe your dog is sick. Maybe you have a crush on someone and they're not returning your text messages. But you still have that moment where you're looking out the window and drinking your favorite latte or whatever little moment it is that you're having. Do the bad things going on in the periphery have to take away from that good moment? Okay, so like, let's say that you allow yourself to have a moment of joy drinking your latte, looking out the window while there are some bad things going on in your life. Like, um, like you lost your job and you're concerned about your finances. So if you allow yourself to smile and feel a little joy, does it mean that you're not taking the problems in your life seriously? So they list this one in this article as another reason why people might be afraid to be happy as being happy makes you a worse person, what it says in the article. Some individuals across both Western and non-Western cultures believe that being happy can make someone worse, both morally and otherwise. One example proposed by Ben Shahar in 2002, among others, is that people may fear happiness because they would feel guilty that if they were to attain it, that is, individuals may feel like morally bad people because they know that others are suffering. Okay, so like, let's take the example of feeling joy while you're looking out the window 
drinking a latte. Let's take this a step further and say that you're in the hospital looking out of a window in a waiting room because somebody that you care for is in the hospital suffering. So now you're afraid to allow yourself to feel that moment of joy drinking your latte and looking out the window because you feel like you're a morally bad person because somebody that you love is suffering and how dare you have this moment to yourself to feel good. And then that leads to the next point, which is there are actually some cultures that sort of view expressing happiness as a bad thing. Like it's it could cause negative consequences for people around them somehow. So going back to the article, they say here, it is suggested that for East Asian cultures, outwardly displaying success and happiness may cause envy, such that the positive effect associated with happiness may be offset by the negative feelings of guilt and discord. Like, oh my God, everything's going to go to hell. I'm going to end up homeless and living in a gutter, right? But um, oftentimes when you are in a bad situation, good fortune follows. So number three is disaster often follows good fortune. But I want to turn that around and say good fortune often follows disaster. Number four, having lots of joy and fun causes bad things to happen. Number five, excessive joy has some bad consequences. So a lot of that is kind of superstitious. A lot of it is also, that's just life ebbs and flows. Good things happen and bad things happen and then good things happen again. So, and these are a five point scale ranging from zero, not like me at all, to four, extremely like me, with a total score ranging from zero to 36. So the higher the score, again, is the, the greater the fear of happiness. So participants are asked to rate to the extent which they agree with the following statements. And there's nine statements here. Number one, I am frightened to let myself become too happy. Number two, I find it difficult to trust positive feelings. Number three, good feelings never last. Number four, I don't, I feel I don't deserve to be happy. Number five, feeling good makes me uncomfortable. Number six, I don't let myself get too excited about positive things or achievements. Okay, I'm going to pause here. This one seems like something that more people would relate to. And in fact, I've heard a lot of this. Um, You know, it is the new year as I'm recording. I'm recording this on January 4th. And a lot of what I heard uh, five days ago on December 31st was, I'm not going to say that this is my year. Um, People just didn't want to get too excited about it being a new year because doesn't really change anything. It's just a date. So that one I, I, I'm seeing in a lot of people. I don't want to let myself get too excited about positive things or achievements. It's almost like I don't want to get my hopes up. Okay, so back to the list. Number seven, when you are happy, you can never be sure that something will not hit you out of the blue. That This is true. Number eight, I worry that if I feel good, something bad could happen. That's the superstitious thing again. And number nine, If you feel good, you will let your guard down. Now, that one I hear a lot with people who are dating. (laughs) It's like you don't even want to let yourself enjoy the date. You don't even want to get excited about this person because they might just ghost you anyway. So if you feel like you are very anxious and you are not allowing yourself to experience joy and it's to the point where it is 
interfering with your just ability to get on with your life, um, there are two things you can do. And the first one would be cognitive behavioral therapy. And the other thing would be to practice mindfulness. So I am not a therapist. Uh, I, though I've been with many therapists and I talk to many therapists and I highly re- recommend seeing a therapist. Um, and the other thing that they recommend is mindfulness, which is one of my favorite things to do, which is it's rooted in Buddhist philosophy. To me, meditation and motion is just focusing on what you're doing when you're doing it, while you're doing it. And I can go back to the example of, you know, let's say you're not in the best place in your life right now. You've had some bad things happen to you, but you have that moment where you're drinking your favorite latte and looking out the window and the birds are singing and you're allowed to have that moment of joy. That to me is what mindfulness really is. It's focusing on what you're doing, when you're doing it, and doing the best job at whatever it is you're doing. So if you're trying to enjoy a latte, enjoy the latte. If you're trying to balance your finances or reorganize your file cabinet, really focus on it and try to enjoy that. And try to enjoy it, even though it's tedious. Are you cleaning the kitchen? Like maybe there's some joy in the achievement of making everything look clean and bright and shiny. To me, that is what mindfulness is. So what I want to leave you with is that everyone deserves to experience joy and happiness. I think everyone has moments of apprehension where they feel afraid of allowing themselves to get too happy or too optimistic. We can be realistically optimistic. We can be cautiously optimistic. Um, If you believe that bad things always happen after good things, then maybe also flip it around. And if you're in a bad place, think about all of the bad challenges that you had to overcome in your life to get to where you are today. And also remember that those positive breakthroughs that you made in your life probably didn't happen when everything was just going fine. There was probably a really challenging or dark or very difficult period in your life that preceded a really positive emotional breakthrough that helped you get to a really good place in your life. So I want to invite you to face your fears. If being happy and content is a fear of yours, maybe dig into why. Why are you feeling that way? Maybe accept the fact that Happiness is fleeting and joy is fleeting at times. So you have to grab onto those moments when you have them and enjoy them because you don't know when they're going to get taken away instead of thinking of it as, well, I'm not even going to go there if it's going to get taken away. Because if you're waiting for some black or white situation where, yeah, my life sucks right now and I'm really unhappy and tomorrow or the next day or sometime in the future, I'm going to have a million dollars, buy my dream house and marry my soulmate. If you're waiting for that moment to happen, it may never come. And then you're never going to allow yourself to experience joy. So anyway, I hope you really enjoyed this talk. I hope it was helpful. I'd love to read your comments about fear of happiness. If you relate to this at all and maybe what you've done to overcome it, I'd love to hear from you. Um, But I just want to thank you again for joining me on my new podcast, Facing Fears and Shifting Gears. Let's figure out all the ways that we can face 
the difficulties in our life and turn them around together. My name is Leslie Reyes. I'm the author of The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle. And thank you for joining me.